Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Don't hold your breath if you're expecting Jonathan Taylor in Dallas, but that doesn't really matter. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and of course on the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance, Christopher McCarthy Canty. Good morning. What's up, big fella? Oh, we are ready to roll and we are ready to get into some Dallas Cowboys football. Only one place to start. Breaking news, ESPN's Adam Schefter is reporting the Colts have given all-pro running back Jonathan Taylor permission to seek a trade. It's not like they're looking to just unload him. The Colts have just spent half a year telling Jonathan Taylor he's not worth the money. And Jerry Jones basically said as much yesterday, Canty. The Cowboys owner came out and said, we're good with where our running back situation is right now. I get where he's coming from because Tony Pollard and, you know, Deuce Vaughn, that could be a potent enough group to get the job done as far as running the football. Would Jonathan Taylor take their offense to the next level? Of course he would. But there is too much lying in front of the Cowboys financially to justify making the same mistake twice, what they did with Ezekiel Elliott a few years ago. But ultimately, I don't even know that Jonathan Taylor would make the difference in the Cowboys season. Oh, see, that's where you and I differ. I think Jonathan Taylor could be the difference between the Cowboys being on the outside looking into the playoffs and them competing for the NFC East title. That's how good Jonathan Taylor is. Remember, two years ago, this guy was an MVP candidate, 2,200 yards from scrimmage. The Dallas Cowboys need that bell cow running back. Right now, they just don't have that dude. Malik Davis, Rico Dowdell, Deuce Vaughn, Tony Pollard, those ain't the guys, man. They're not. People take Ezekiel Elliott for granted. And I get it. Zeke didn't have eye-popping numbers last year. But you know what Zeke did have? A lot of touches. 231 rush attempts. 231 rush attempts by Ezekiel Elliott. He was the only running back that was north of 200 rush attempts on the Cowboys roster, Tony Pollard included. So the fact that that guy is walking out of his door, a guy that took roughly 45% of your rush attempts with him to the Patriots, you got to find a way to be able to offset that production, and I'm not sure they have the guy in-house to be able to do it. That's why the, to- the J- Jonathan Taylor of it all is fascinating. Now, Jerry said that he would never say never, but it's hard to envision Jerry Jones finding the money to pay Jonathan Taylor when Jerry Jones over the next couple of years has got to find money to pay a lot of other guys on his team. Big fella, here are some of the notable expiring contracts that the Dallas Cowboys have over the next two seasons. Are you ready? Mm. Tony Pollard, Tyron Smith, Terrence Steele, Trevon Diggs. Well, they just got the Diggs deal done. Stephon Gilmore, Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb, Zach Martin. They've just put a Band-Aid on it for the next two years. Brandon Cooks, Demarcus Lawrence. That's not to mention Micah Parsons, who's probably going to get more money than everybody on that list not named Dak Prescott. So, to me, it's one of those things that it would be hard to figure out. But if they were able to do it, then you're talking about the Cowboys, in my opinion, being a true title contender. Right now, on its face, I don't see that team being in that stratosphere. Well, we've been talking about the Cowboys being a a title contender here for quite some time, and they have never gotten over the hump. Now, number one, on the Tony Pollard front, am I skeptical that he can be a bell cow? A little bit, but not off the charts. It's not like this is a guy that had under 100 carries last year. He had almost 200. 
I think he ended up around 190, 195, something like that. And he also ended up hurt at the end of the year. I, I understand, but it was the end of the year, and he still played 16 games. And, and secondly, you can't do this again, right? Because of everybody that you just said, you can't do this again. You can't make the Zeke mistake because you and I have both talked at length about how that put them behind the eight ball. Now, whether or not you believe that Jonathan Taylor would actually determine whether the Cowboys would win a Super Bowl or not, Chris, at this point, he's not going to be there, and the Cowboys season, to me, is 100% going to be determined by the head coach. I have been thinking about this for a few weeks here, okay? You and I have talked about the shortcomings of Mike McCarthy and the issues that come with Dak Prescott now with a new offensive coordinator. i got to read you this quote from Dak yesterday to USA Today. You ready? I'm ready. The whole offense is super detailed. Everybody understands why a play is being called and where they are supposed to be. That is allowing not only me to play fast, but all of us to play fast, and for him to feel comfortable calling whatever he wants or calling our best plays. Um, I'm sorry. Were you not able to play fast before under Kellen Moore? Were you? Did everybody not know where they were supposed to be in years past with Kellen Moore? That doesn't remotely feel like that was the case. So, Chris, when I look at Mike McCarthy's history, yeah, he's won a Super Bowl, but let's be honest. He hasn't called an offense without Aaron Rodgers in it. And now he's going to have problems enough with managing the clock. I mean, there are times when he can't even see the clock as far as the play clock. And now we're going to put this on his plate, too. I don't – if the Cowboys come up short, I think 100% it's going to be on the head coach. And I would hate to see a situation where Jerry – is going to continue to keep that guy uh, like he did with Jason Garrett for so long because he can push him around and get what he wants. Well, no, no, Jerry's not going to do that. Like, everybody has this misconception that Jerry Jones doesn't fire head coaches and all. Stop yourselves, all right? Jerry Jones moved on from Bill Parcells after I think it was five seasons. Jerry Jones moved on from Wade Phillips relatively early. Remember, Jerry Jones hired Jason Garrett as the offensive coordinator before he hired Wade Phillips as the head coach. So, I mean, this notion that Jerry won't move on from Mike McCarthy if things don't go according to plan this year is absolutely ridiculous. All right, well, hang Jerry on. Ain't buying, Jerry ain't buying green bananas. He's not. Of he's course. trying to win a Super Bowl. So if Mike McCarthy, after he's pushed all his chips to the middle of the table, after he scapegoated Kellen Moore and fired him and said he's going to take on the responsibilities of calling plays – that's, yeah, Jerry Jones is probably going to move on from Mike McCarthy if they don't go on a deep playoff run. I'm not disputing any of that. My only question, and it's not even a retort, is when do we start to blame the quarterback? When do we start to blame the quarterback? Everybody asked the question about how good Dak Prescott is. Is he a lead? Is he a top 10 player at the position? Okay, that's cool. But when do we start asking the question about whether or not Dak is putting a ceiling on a team that is less than what the ultimate goal is. Do you think he's gotten away scot-free so far in his career for not getting any of the blame? Well, uh, uh, according to the career earnings he has, according to what he's been making, he has. Like I was just saying, quarterbacks that make what Dak Prescott makes find ways to overcome scenarios that are less than ideal. 
Like, think about the playoffs with Patrick Mahomes in the divisional round against the Jaguars. Remember when he got his ankle turned? Mm-hmm. He found a way to win that game. That was a three-point game in the fourth quarter against the Jags. Pat Mahomes found a way to win that game. Or how about Joe Burrow with the Tennessee Titans? Remember that one? Mm-hmm. You know, he got sacked nine times and found a way to win a playoff game? I mean, when you start thinking about the different like quarterbacks that we would consider in that elite territory, they find ways to overcome situations that are less than ideal. We have never been able to say that about Dak Prescott. Oh, okay, but we also would say the same thing here. Good players can't overcome bad coaching. I mean, that's that, we've talked about that quite a bit, and if this is bad coaching, it's awfully difficult to get past that. Now, Dak doesn't get off scot-free. I think Dak has gotten more than his share of criticism so far. If you want to talk financially, you're right. He has gotten every dollar. But Jerry right now is holding Dak somewhat accountable because that extension that we all expected to happen at this point has not happened as of yet. So if we look at this season and we want to treat last year as somewhat of an aberration, which I think is fair, okay, he's turned the ball over as much as he did, but – it's not like there is the big history of that before. I mean, the, the season before, it's 37 and 10. Um, the injuries are something that you can point to the last three years. But for me, for Dak right now, if Mike McCarthy, you know, if I have to come out and say all that stuff, and basically in the midst of doing it, I'm besmirching the guy that was here before who got a job in eight seconds, by the way. <laughs> I mean, the plane was waiting for him as soon as Jerry yeah. fired him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, to me, that's where this all comes down to the head coach and having to overcome. If he, I, I am more confident, Chris, that Mike McCarthy is going to be a an impediment to the Cowboys than something that actually helps them win. I, I, I'm not disagreeing with that, but could you make the same argument for Dak? I think I could. People are saying that turnovers aren't in Dak's DNA, and I would ask, have you been watching football the last two years? Dak Prescott has 35 turnovers in his last 31 games. I keep reciting that stat at nauseum because people don't seem to be listening. 35 turnovers in the last 31 games. Again, at what point are we looking at the quarterback as the one putting the ceiling on the team? It can't always be the head coach's fault. It was Jason Garrett's head fault. Uh, Jason Garrett's fault. He got fired. It is Mike McCarthy's fault. Kellen Moore's fault. At some point, we got to look at the guy that's actually under center. And I think we're getting to that territory now, and that's why Jerry Jones hadn't given him the extension. But we know something's going to have to happen with Dak over the next calendar year with the Cowboys. Either they're going to double down, or I guess in this instance, triple down, because it'll be his third deal, or they're going to move on from him because he's got a $60 million cap hit in 2024. $60 million. You're not giving that kind of money. You're not allocating those cap dollars to a player at that position unless you know that guy can go out and win you a Super Bowl. I don't know how anybody on God's green earth can definitively say that about Dakota Rain Prescott. Not right now. Canty and Carlin in for Grinny, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Your chance next at 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. If the Cowboys season doesn't go right, if the Cowboys don't win the division or are not even a playoff team as Canty has talked about, whose fault will it be? 
McCarthy, Dak, or someone else? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Canty and Carlin for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Prescott, end zone, touchdown, Dallas. His stats are deserving of him being at least top 10. We all believe in Dak Prescott. Touchdown, Dak Prescott. The thing that impressed me most about Prescott was his leadership. I just want to be great. That's what I do each and every day to take another step to being that. If things go sideways, will it be Dak's fault? Or Mike McCarthy's fault, 888-SAY-ESPN. Canty, Carlin, in for Greeny. Brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. The opportunity is there for you right now with the lines open at 888-729-3776. Let's open it up. Muhammad starting us off today on ESPN Radio. Muhammad, what's what's going on, brother? What's going on, man? Thanks for taking my call, guys. Um, Listen, when it comes to Dak and and, and, uh, the Cowboys, Dax has been, he's been, you know, gotten his fair share of, you know, the pressure. So we can't really say he's gotten away scot-free. And when you bring up his contract, it's like we can't really use that as a bar because when it comes time for quarterbacks to get paid, teams are kind of handcuffed. They have to pay them or they don't have a quarterback. And if you don't have a quarterback, then you might as well not, you know. So he got what he deserved at the time, right? But um, when it comes to our, you know, when we look at the Super Bowl champions, the, the head coach is normally a strength, right? So when, we, when this team doesn't achieve, we have to look at McCarthy and say it's because the head coach wasn't a strength of the Super Bowl, of the team. You know what I mean? That's all I want to say. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Listen, well, Muhammad, I'm not, I'm not saying that Dak didn't deserve the contract, first and foremost. I want every player to get as much money as they possibly can just because I know how hard it is to get to the NFL and how hard it is to stay in the NFL. I played over a decade in this league. I want guys to win at the bank. No question about it. My only point in bringing up the contract is that when you get paid to the level that Dak has been paid, it comes with a different degree of scrutiny. And a big part of why teams give guys those kinds of contracts, 
why you're dead on arrival if you don't have a quarterback is because you have no shot of winning a Super Bowl unless you have competent quarterback play. Not in today's NFL. It just ain't possible. And what I'm simply pointing out with Dak Prescott is everything is ideal. Everything is set up for him to win now. We talked about the contracts that they have expiring over the next two years. It ain't going to get better for Dak in terms of a supporting cast for the foreseeable future. If they don't get it done now, when is it ever going to happen for the Cowboys with Dak Prescott as their quarterback? Listen, Chris, I'm sorry. The contract is fair to bring up. As much as you and I disagree on where this is going this year, if the contract doesn't matter, why hasn't Jerry not given him another one already? If the contract doesn't play into that, that's the of other course part it of does. the game. Yeah, like they are, to to his point to Muhammad's point, they are willing right now to leave the quarterback position somewhat in limbo, not sure about his situation yet. Now, having said that, the coach's job here is also to put his players in the best possible situation to succeed, and I don't have confidence that Mike McCarthy's going to do that. Luke is up next, ESPN Radio. Luke, what do you got, bud? Hi, yes. Um, I'm calling from Missouri. Thanks for taking my call. You got it, brother. I just wanted to point out that um, we talk about Mike McCarthy, and I'm not too confident in him calling plays myself, but Dak Prescott, he's got to be the one that takes some of the blame here. You look at guys like Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins, you're always questioning their ability. But then you look at their QBRs, and they're just as good, if not better, than Dax over the last six to eight years. So that's my take on the whole situation. Listen, uh, with Jared Goff, you can point to that with the Lions and what he did last year. And I think that we all kind of overlook how well he played. But all I know about Jared Goff is the guy that's regarded as the smartest coach offensively in the league couldn't wait to get rid of him. <laughs> Couldn't wait to get rid of him. Uh, that's a fair point. And, that, and that, Chris, I, I, I'll tell you this: talking to people out there around the Rams, <laughs> a, a lot of times it was, "You go into the line of scrimmage, Jared. How many times can I give you the answer to the test?" You yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that, that's. But I think that's where we have to recalibrate our bar for Dak Prescott, because we we all thought after he you know, unseated Tony Romo as a starter in Dallas, that it was going to be this rocket ship and Dak would be largely uh, an elite quarterback mm. because, you know, the quarterback that he supplanted was on the verge of being an elite guy, at least from a production standpoint. And, and so because it hasn't looked like that, because we now live in a world where he's the second best quarterback in the division, it's left a lot of us wondering whether or not the potential for Dak Prescott is tapped out, whether or not we've seen the best from Dak Prescott. I mean, we're talking about a guy going into, what, year nine? Dak Prescott? I yep. mean, he's got two 4,000-yard passing seasons in his eight years in the National Football League. For context, Kirk Cousins, seven of the last eight years have been 4,000-yard passing seasons. Now, I'm not saying that you know, you know, Kirk is a better quarterback than Dak, but I think they're of the same ilk. And the question is, can that guy win you a Super Bowl? And if he can't, then does that open the door for the Cowboys to consider other options next offseason if they fall drastically short? Chris Carling, Chris Canty, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Canton, Virginia is up next on the line. Kent, what's going on, bud? Hey, what's going on, guys? How y'all doing? Great. I blame it on the head coach because when 
Mike McCarthy knew he was going to take this job, he should first season and looked at what the overall general what the problem was with that with that and find out what was going on and should straighten it out there and then. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's a thing. I mean, Chris, Dak already had the contract at that point, if I'm not mistaken, when Mike McCarthy took over. Yeah, he already had a deal, yeah. There was no, let me fix this, and uh, I'll get this whole thing straightened out right now as I come in the door. (laughs) No, no, no. As much as I want to pin it on McCarthy, whatever that was, and trying to get it fixed with Dak, the turnovers, that part, I cannot argue, is absolutely on Dak. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I, I I think if the Cowboys fall flat this upcoming season, Mike McCarthy's out of there. That that's not debated. Like it, this is McCarthy told us that this was a make or break year when he got rid of Kellen Moore. And as you mentioned before, Kellen Moore had a job in less than 24 hours, being the OC of the Chargers. Yeah. So that tells you what the rest of the National Football League thinks about Kellen Moore. Mike McCarthy says if he's gonna go down, he's gonna go down his way, not Kellen Moore's way. Okay. That, that's the scenario. That's how things are set up in Dallas in 2023. What I'm simply saying is this. Depending on what it looks like, and I, I do believe context matters, not only could we talk about the Cowboys finding a new head coach in 2024 if, if they fall short of the goal, but we could be talking about them finding a new quarterback. How about Kyler up next on ESPN Radio? Kyler, what do you say? Hey guys, um, I think it's everyone's got it twisted. I think uh, I think it's a very simple answer. I think the person to blame and the only person to blame is going to be Jerry Jones for accepting mediocrity. I mean, he's done it his whole career. I mean, Coach Jimmy won him a Super Bowl. He got he, he let him go because he wanted the you know credit for it. So his whole career, all he's done is accepted mediocrity with that, letting Jason Garrett have it because he just liked him as a person. I mean, Dak is just mediocre. He's not trying to address that. And now with Mike McCarthy and Kyle Moore, I mean, the only person to blame is Jerry Jones. Look, Jerry deserves a lot of blame because it winning hasn't been important to Jerry. Winning Jerry's way has been important to Jerry, Chris. Yeah, it has been and where it's gotten him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're talking about early playoff exit after early playoff exit after early playoff exit. They won a playoff game last year. Okay, great. You beat a team that won a division with a sub-500 record. Congratulations. You, you got that done, and then you got blasted when you went up against a team in the San Francisco 49ers that is actually a true title contender. But just look at what happened to San Francisco when they got to the conference championship game against the Eagles. And that's the team that is the bar for the Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles. They ain't going nowhere. There's a reason why Philly is the favorite to win. Mm. Right now, Philly is minus 125 in the odds to win the NFC East. Now, the Cowboys ain't far behind at plus 165, but I think we would both agree that the gap is bigger than the odds would suggest between where Philadelphia is and where Dallas is. And it's not only just the head coach, that's the difference, but it's also the quarterback. And therein lies my problem with Dak Prescott. Josh, next, ESPN Radio. Josh, what do you say? Oh, guys, I'm so tired of Dak Prescott apologists. I mean, they're like – Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh. Preach, brother. If, if, if there is one organization that does not operate in the realm of reality and a fan base as well, it is the Dallas Cowboys. Every year they're going to win the Super Bowl, and every year they fall flat on their face. And they refuse to understand why, because you got – crap quarterback play your quarterback throws interceptions your quarterback disappears in big games they got a guy on their roster right behind him 
who probably would win more games this year than Dak Prescott, but they're not paying him, so Jerry doesn't want to play him. But if Dak plays bad this year, it'll be Mike McCarthy who loses his job. And I think McCarthy knows that, and I'd be interested to see how long he lets Dak go on if he struggles early and if he doesn't just go to Cooper Rush just because at least then I think he gives you a better chance to win. There's no doubt Dak has to play better. There's no doubt the interceptions and the turnovers have to get better. But this is not about being an apologist for Dak. This is about two guys between McCarthy and Dak, for me, who are not necessarily ideal, but I got to pick one that I think is going to be a bigger problem. And I think McCarthy is going to be a bigger problem. Canty, if you ask me, hey, do you want salad or Brussels sprouts? I'll take the salad. Because Brussels sprouts really suck. I really want no part of them. But I'm not, I'm not lining up to take either one of them right away. <laughs> I mean, when you're asking the question, who's the bigger problem, McCarthy or Dak, the answer is yes. <laughs> that, that, that's, where we're at. That's, that's where we're at. The answer is yes. Both of them are a problem. I mean, if you have a head coach that's a good coach, but your quarterback can't go out there and execute, or your quarterback can't stop throwing the ball to the other team, that is a problem. If you have a good quarterback, but the head coach don't know how to dial up the plays, he doesn't know how to 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 to, to attack defensive schemes and take advantage of matchups, then that's a problem. So 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 it's all they're they're both issues, and unfortunately for the Cowboys, they're stuck with these two guys trying to figure out how they can get on the other side of the shortcomings they've had in back-to-back playoff appearances. They've had good regular season success. They won 24 regular season games over the last two years. But that has never been the goal for Jerry Jones. It's not putting together a team that can have really good regular seasons. It's putting together a team that can compete with the Eagles, that can compete with the 49ers, that's on par with the best teams in the AFC, including the Chiefs, because the goal is to try to win a Super Bowl. And the Cowboys aren't anywhere close to that right now. Regardless of how great their defense is. And here's the other thing. We keep talking about this team and how good they are. The defense is legit. I'm not taking away from the defense. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's worth pointing out that that defense has masked a lot of ills for this team through being able to create takeaways. They have. That defense led the league in turnovers the past two years. The last defense to do that, lead the league in turnovers year over year, was the 1973-74 Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. The Steelers. They had three different guys that won defensive players of the year. I think they had five Hall of Famers on that defense. Forcing turnovers is a tremendous deodorant. It, 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 but, but that's my point, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, how, can, how much longer can you depend on that? I know that that's a characteristic of this defense, but how much longer can you depend on your defense being able to create that that amount of takeaways to cover up all the other problems that your team has had. You That's the- why I look at the Dallas Cowboys as a team that could potentially regress this year because of what's going on the past couple of years and how it's setting up and how the head coach and the quarterback have more pressure on them than they have at any time over the last over the McCarthy era. You mentioned the gap between the Cowboys and the Eagles. Somebody doesn't think that gap is so wide. We get to that in 30 seconds. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. The AutoZone 
Fixed Finder service not only identifies the check engine light code, but it also helps identify the most likely cause of the check engine light being on. The information provided by the free AutoZone Fix Finder service is verified by data from over 5.5 million ASE certified technicians. With over 5,600 locations nationwide, AutoZone is here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Canty, Bill Barnwell... Uh, has written a couple of articles this week that were particularly interesting. Uh, Bill always writes great stuff, and is, he delves into the analytics, stuff like that. But his results on some of these predictions that he has made have been very strong over the years. We saw the four teams most likely to improve that he wrote about earlier in the week. Well, today on ESPN+, Plus, he writes about the four teams that are most likely to decline this year. Now, just to show you how much credence this deserves, over the last six years, he has named 30 teams in this particular column, okay? The teams most likely to decline, 24 of those teams declined in wins, 80%. Mm. So Bill knows what he's talking about here, all right? The four teams that he picks, the Eagles... The Giants, the Steelers, and the Vikings. The Eagles, Chris, he expects to fall back a little bit this season. And that one, I just do not see. Well, yeah, but I mean, even if the Eagles fall back three games, they go from being 14-3 and three to 11-6. and six, That's probably still good enough to win their division. You're picking up what I'm putting down. Like yeah, Philadelphia I mean, it, is still a good it team. It makes it a heck of a lot more interesting. That's yeah, for sure. And, and Philadelphia, you know, they, they have title aspirations. So it's it's just a matter of checking the box, winning the division. I mean, would you like to have the number one seed and, and advance to the divisional round without having to play a playoff game? Sure. But I don't think anybody's looking at this Eagles roster and saying they can't win four straight playoff games and get a world title. Like, they, they have the ability to do that on both sides of the ball. I do think there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve when it comes to having two new play callers because you got a new offensive coordinator and you got a new defensive coordinator. So I think there'll be adjustments for players on both sides of the ball. But they have a really good head coach in Nick Sirianni, and they got a really good quarterback in Jalen Hurts that I believe, dare I say, is going to improve from what we saw last year. Chris, the team that I could not agree with him more about is the Giants. I think mm. the Giants are taking a step back this year. This felt like one of those years last year with Brian Dable where he got the most out of what he had. They had an incredibly favorable schedule, something they do not have this year, and they were 9-7-1 and one with a minus point differential. I think the Giants are going to fall back here. I couldn't be more in lockstep with Bill on that. Yeah, and Bill talks about how many one-score games that they won last year. I mean, eight of their nine regular season wins were one-score games. So, I mean, I just I get that part of it. But at the same time, you can make the argument that good coaching is what allows you to have success in situations that decide those closely contested ball games, Like being good in the red area, being good on third down, being good in the half in the game in two minutes taking care of the football, which is something that Daniel Jones did last year much better than his first three years as a pro. I think those are all foundational elements of Brian Dayball and Joe Shane's tenure. Uh, tenure. You know, I think that's who they want this team to be. That's going to be the Giants' identity, and I think Daniel Jones is going to build on that. Being in the same system 
for a second year for the first time in his career. It's going to be the same system that he's in last year, this year. Same play call that he had last year, this year. The first time that's happened in Daniel Jones' career. So I do think there's an opportunity for him to build on what we saw last year because he can, you know, his knowledge base in that system is going to be so much better. So I, I'm, I'm more bullish on the Giants this year than Bill Barnwell suggests through this article. Greeny, the podcast. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Patrick Mahomes is, you know, we're talking about the Cowboys' defense and forcing turnovers being the ultimate deodorant. Patrick Mahomes makes everybody look better and hides all kinds of problems. But Chris Jones right now is holding out for the Kansas City Chiefs. And if you don't think this is a big deal, you're not paying attention. Here's a tweet yesterday from Chris Jones. So when you're going to show up because you've been playing too much on Twitter and social media, you've been an all-pro on social media during training camp, you're under contract for this year, so how much money? Man, I guess it's rough to live on $20 million a year. And Chris Jones, that was at Chris Jones that somebody uh, sent that message. And Chris Jones replied, eight weeks. Ooh. <laughs> the Chiefs going to play eight weeks without Chris Jones? And then, Chris, isn't that right up around the trade deadline? Yeah, that's exactly it. It's not arbitrary. <laughs> Chris Jones knows exactly what he's doing because if the Kansas City Chiefs ain't going to give him his money, he's hoping that somebody else would. Now, it's it's early to suggest that Kansas City is going to be forced to deal, to, to deal him or to trade him, but if you're 
their GM, Brett Veach, if you're Andy Reid, how long do you allow this to be a distraction for your team? I mean, how long do I mean, you let this go on? Because Chris Jones, uh, I mean, this guy is one of the best defensive tackles in the National Football League. I mean, think about this. He finished third in defensive player of the year voting. He had 15 and a half sacks last year. He had 30%. Think about this. He had 15 and a half of the 55 sacks that the Kansas City Chiefs had. So this guy is 30% of your sack production. 30%. He's the only guy on the Chiefs defense that opposing offensive coordinators have to circle and say, we got to have a plan to deal with this dude. If you take Chris Jones off of that defense, they are mediocre at best, which is why it feels like it's an untenable situation to trade him. But you also recognize that the player is dug in because he's in the final year of his contract this season. So he wants more financial security. So it becomes an interesting situation that uh, Andy Reid and Nebraska, Kansas City has to deal with. No easy answers, but to me, this is a guy that you pay so you can get on with the business of trying to defend your title. Uh, Chris, when I think about interior defensive linemen, I mean, Chris Jones is as dominant as they come. And this is 65 career sacks we're talking about and somebody that is still producing at a high level and just turned 29. What are we doing? I mean, this is the Chiefs. This is about a dynasty right now. And they're in the midst of the beginning of it. Why would you take away one of the centerpieces? Look at dynasties. What stay in place? The centerpieces, right? They try to work around and find other pieces when they have to. I would argue uh, he's not only the most important player on their defense. You could argue he's the second most important player on their team, period. What are we screwing yeah. around with? Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't think that's hyperbole. I, I no. think that's. I think that's the the reality of where the Chiefs are at. So, to to not have this guy happy is a big problem. Now, I think they ultimately end up putting a band aid on it. They pay him some money. I think they should try to work out an extension with him, but that becomes dicey just because there's a big gap between the highest paid defensive tackle, which is Aaron Donald, and the second highest paid defensive tackle, which is Quentin Williams. One is getting around $24, $25 million a year. The other one is making north of $30 million a year. So there is a lot of gray in there, and Chris Jones is probably arguing that he's on the higher end of that pay scale, or should be on the higher end of that pay scale. So as far as them working out a deal, I can understand how it could be sticky. But my point is this. Without Chris Jones, you're not winning a title. This is not the Tyreek Hill situation where you have another option in Travis Kelsey that's going to be wearing a gold jacket to be the number one receiver for Pat Mahomes. This is not that. This is your guy on defense. And if you don't have a guy that can generate pressure, a guy that can command double teams and leave other guys that are rushing the passer one-on-one, then all of a sudden your defense isn't going to be effective when you've got to have guys that can close out the game and get stops. You win Super Bowls by having a dynamic quarterback that can elevate the play around him and having a dominant pass rush. That's how you win Super Bowls. I I just don't see a path to the Chiefs winning a Super Bowl without Chris Jones, which is why there's got to be urgency to get this situation resolved in Kansas City. Who are we talking about when you have other teams in the AFC who have gotten in better position to win this year? We're talking about... I mean, just in the division, like the Chargers are a little bit better. You need Chris Jones to get after Justin Herbert? Yeah, you do. Yeah. You need Chris Jones to get after Trevor Lawrence? Absolutely. 
You need Chris Jones if you're getting in Joe Burrow's face, if you're going after Tua. I mean, these are all teams that have elevated themselves to get closer to you in the AFC. And when you screw around with one of the most important pieces of that, I almost think hubris kind of gets in the way a little bit. Like, I, I would agree with that. I mean, I mean, Carl, just look at the conference. I mean, nine of the ten best quarterbacks in the National Football League are in the AFC. The only one that's not is Jalen Hurts. That's it. So, I mean, like, if, if you're going to win a title, you got to have guys that can put the quarterback on the ground, and Chris Jones, there ain't too many better at it than him. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.